0: Hi everybody, it's Coach Jenny. I'm a wife, I'm a cyclist, I'm a hiker, traveler, an entrepreneur, a golden doodle mom, but most importantly, I'm an athlete who's visually impaired. So, let's get started. Hello everybody, it is Coach Jenny and today we're going to talk about my favorite topic, which is cycling. I know it's kind of a little bit different than what we've been talking about in the past, but... Why I got into podcasting and coaching is that I am an adaptive athlete, and I'm here to help other athletes and individuals who have an adaptive issue with their journey in life. So let me explain. So I was born with a visual impairment. To make it really easy for everybody to understand, it is. I was born with a pinch optic nerve and my retina is really stretched thin only in my right eye. So therefore, my right eye doesn't see very well. It's like looking out of wax paper with one eye and completely normal in the other eye. So my left eye is my good eye. I do wear a contact lens in that, but my right eye is just my pretty eye, and it really just kind of hangs out and goes along for the ride. So, um... I am a cyclist, and that is my passion. I've played sports since I've been a little kid. Uh, Volleyball was my jam in high school and college. I was able to travel the country, doing some really awesome things, playing volleyball. But then when I got out of college, my body hurt so bad that I found another sport that I can still compete in and be successful with, and that was cycling. So cycling is so fun for me, but on the other hand having half the vision is kind of dangerous. And uh, so I'm just going to give you a few little tips on being a one-eyed cyclist. So I call myself an adaptive cyclist because I do have the visual impairment. And I know I have a lot of friends out there who really uh, dig my advice. So uh, I'm going to give you the top three things that are most important to me when I bike. So let's get started. So number one, try not to bike alone. I know as a cyclist that we love to do our adventures and go everywhere we can possibly by ourselves. But being visually impaired, I always like to bike with somebody and that somebody is my husband. I know I talk about him all the time on my Instagram and Facebook. So I call him my Seeing Eye George because he always rides in front of me and he gives me hand signals. He'll show me where we're turning. He'll tell me if there's something dangerous ahead or if there's a pothole. Like he just shows signals all the time and we have this little signing for cycling. And um, it's just something that was important for me and I need him with me. It's not that I don't feel comfortable biking by myself. It's just I feel that I can enjoy the ride a little bit more because I don't have to focus on so many things all at once that i'm more concerned about my safety which sounds terrible but i want to also enjoy the ride um also what's super important and i saw this a couple um on a couple cyclists today that they are wearing headphones my husband does it too and it kind of drives me a little bonkers but um As an adaptive athlete, I would never, ever, ever wear headphones unless I was in a controlled environment. So when I go over to like a velodrome or a track where it's controlled and there's no traffic or anything that would cause danger, I can understand wearing headphones. But when you're out on the road, absolutely, I would never wear headphones just because my hearing is my number one sense. And that's what helps me in life in general, especially when I'm cycling, because I can hear cars coming up behind me. Um, I can hear other things that are moving around me because my hearing is so sensitive. Granted, on windy days, I can't hear Anything. It's just because the wind's blowing past my ears and it's just causing so much disturbance. And that was today. And I kept on saying, George, I can't hear you. I can't hear you, you know. And then he's just trying to talk to me through like his hand signals. So if you do bike out on the street, please be careful if you do wear headphones because uh, it can be a little bit dangerous because people are going to do things that are not safe for us. So, number two for me, super important is travel known routes because if something dangerous does happen, people know where to find you for number one. Not that anything has ever happened, knock on wood. But what's important about known routes is you know where the streets are, you know where potholes are, um, activity on the roads are, you know where the best spots are for your snack points to eat, you know, a, a little treat here and there or where there's shade or you know where the bathrooms are. Girls, you understand that. Um, and it's also just you want to pick an area where you know it's going to be super nice and comfortable for you. But you can also enjoy the ride because you know where all the quote unquote dangers are. And it's where you feel the safest. I do ride by myself at times. I have a known route. And for me, I'm very comfortable with this route because it's not on major highways or major roads. It's mostly through a development, it's gone, or a track or something like that. And it's makes me feel comfortable. So definitely, it's most important to find a safe route for you. I know it's all about being a cyclist and finding the most joy when you bike and I get it it's being a cyclist is being free and just enjoying the the farmland for us and I know I wish we could be out there in states where you can see gorgeous mountains and you know time will come but um we just had the most amazing farmlands today and seeing all the animals running around and it was just super cute and you know that's just kind of a known route for us and I love it So number three is be aware and follow the rules. There are a ton of cyclists who feel that it's okay not to follow the rules. And they're like a swarm of bees. They will be like three abreast and just take over a road. Um, That's not cool. That's not cool to a person in a car. That's not cool to a person on a bike. Because all it does is, is angers a person the um, who is driving? And I saw this today. I saw a whole bunch of people that were just in a group and this car passed us and they were super close to us. when you when a car passes you and you can feel the wind, it's a little too close. You should give us four feet if not more. And um, the car passed us really buzzed the tower on us. and then they came up to this group of riders. This person was so angry and they were just getting, he would rev up to them and then drop back and then get really close and drop back. And I'm like, why are these cyclists not just like buttoning up, like go behind each other so this guy can get past, like he's kind of a nutball and I don't know, someone's going to get hurt. So finally, like this guy just ripped around them, revved his engine, made a really big scene and it was just It was uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable to watch. It was uncomfortable to be a part of this situation. And, you know, it all could have been avoided if everybody just did what they needed to do. Not everybody loves cyclists. I get it. But you know what? We're out there doing what we love and doing what we feel. It is our energy. It's our vibe. It's our universe. But You know, it doesn't mean because you're not a cyclist that you have to be the killjoy of our activity. So I'm going to respect you as a car and you should respect me as a cyclist. So when I'm in a car, I definitely give them the half of the road because I get it. I've been on the other side. I never want to make a cyclist feel uncomfortable. Also, what's important, and this happened to me last week, is your girl had to go to the ladies room and didn't have a mask. Bring a mask with you because if y'all need to go to the bathroom, you can run into like a Wawa or a grocery store or something to go to the ladies room. I didn't have a mask with me and that was such a bummer. So nevertheless, we're like 20 miles from home. I could not go to the restroom until we got home. So uh, this is something new. For all of us, you know, making sure that we do have a mask. So yeah, so definitely have a mask, roll it up, put it in your bike bag, put it in the back of your cycling jersey, just have it with you. I don't tie it to your bike. Just have something, just in case something goes wrong. Like if you need to run into a store and you're dehydrated and you need to buy a water bottle, you can't even go into a store without having a mask on. So definitely keep that in mind wear a mask when you need to go in the store but if you can't wear one if you don't have one so that was my crisis last week tips for an adaptive cyclist make sure you don't go out there alone i know that you can because you are the independent most amazing person ever but if you can ride with somebody that's awesome travel some of those known routes because you know where all the dangers are and definitely be aware and follow the rules out there All right, guys, so I hope you all have an amazing day. This was a little bit different from what I normally do because, you know what, I like to reach out there to my cyclist community because these are things that happened to me this weekend when biking, and uh, just want to kind of tap into that world as well. All right, take care, and I'll see you next Monday. And don't forget, be confident, stand tall, and always enjoy the adventure.